left off. The party sort of regained their bearings with the help of Moedinkainen in the city of Elcherel, which is currently being dragged down to the first layer of hell, Avernus, in a manner that seems somewhat familiar to Beatrice. Uh, now, the party were able to get to a church, which was one of the largest structures still standing in Elcherel at the time of their arrival with the help of Mordenkainen, um, casting fly on everyone. Um, and they were able to get a long rest in the church. Uh, during that rest, uh, Conrad was visited by the, uh, the spirits of Ravenloft and made another little bargain with with him which was definitely interesting um also fall upon coming back from the uh the dead uh after their time with the with the uh with facing the atropole um and Lady uh, Lich was uh, left with a little bit of Kubazan's blessing. Um, not quite as supernaturally strong as they were with Kubazan's spirit, but their muscle has been uh, fortified and they now have a strength of 20. Um, and all the the treasures of the the dead spirits of the temp of the tomb fell to dust. But Mordenkainen offered to seek out replacements if anyone wanted them. So there's that. So come the morning, what would folks like to do before setting off for Mordenkainen's tower? Um, so I believe Sevier and Beatrice had their conversation very early in the morning. Um, uh, Sevier is going to like, uh, check in on like, you know, she's gonna like walk past Conrad's door and just like make sure he hasn't died in the evening. Uh, but it's also assuming he's probably still in a pretty bad mood and is like, hmm. <laughs> uh, mm. Would Conrad be awake or asleep and, at this time, Laura? Um, he might be awake at this point. Um, but it's probably, regardless, it's probably quiet in that mm. room. Okay. Yeah. 
Sylvia will very quietly just knock on the door, just like, we don't have to have a conversation, but please knock back if you're alive. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I will note very briefly then, when Conrad has that communication with his patrons and he wakes up, um, he sort of like uh sort of has that sort of uh this is probably like a little bit before beatrice not beatrice sevia knocks on the door um he sort of has that moment of like if you've ever experienced sleep paralysis where like you're conscious of your body lying there but your mind hasn't quite caught up i guess um but he's awake and he's opened his eyes and um the first thing he realizes is that this is that he's not breathing i guess um and he sits up uh, in a panic um and that's what sucks in air um and then just kind of sits there for a while like just consciously trying to um just yeah breathe i suppose so that's what he's doing when uh sevia knocks on the door probably um and then he kind of um grabs a blanket plops up and then like um uh pads over to the door and um knocks back <laughs> ah good um do you want to have a conversation <laughs> <laughs> not particularly did you Only if you wanted to. Well, then logically we shall not have a conversation. No, quite. Ah, uh, thank you for knocking. No problem. Ah, uh, I shall see you at breakfast. Yes, do, do, um, do send Morden Kynan up at some point if he is to get his clothes. I only have pants. I'm currently wearing nothing, so probably better if you don't come in and have a chat. Ha ha ha. Have a morning. Footsteps go away. You <laughs> She like just pulls a little face and then she's gonna go back to the room she was sharing with Fall and make sure, you know, if Fall has woken up, she'll, like, you know, talk to them. If not, she's going to, like, move the little note she left and, like, climb back into bed so they can, like, be next to each other. That's super sweet. Um, I'll admit, I think I'll say that Fall had woken up um, and, like, uh, probably, like, had they slept, like, quite fitfully and they like they wait wait they wake up and um like I think one of the first things that hit them are like they just like get images of like of like um being in like the corpse pit and being surrounded by all that and like uh, fighting all the, the the orcs and all the things that they had to that they actually ended up killing themselves and it's just like this is this horrifying feeling and then their mind just kind of skitters along across all these events and then they remember things like how they had, like, 
very show-offingly done like all these flips or like how they'd like um like just been like staring sappily at Savior all the time and then they just kind of like flop back on their bed like <laughs> extremely embarrassed um and then I think they'd probably roll over and see the note that Savior had left them uh, what did you in <laughs> um she would have written like you know there would be like dear fall written out like crossed out a couple of times and then just fall uh I'm simply checking in on everyone else before breakfast to make sure that they are all okay considering we are all heading to hell Ha ha, one exclamation point. Uh, I shall be back shortly and then we can talk or go to breakfast. Whatever you like, two exclamation points. And then there's like the letter L and then that's been crossed out a bunch of times and then it just says Sevia. <laughs> oh. I think Paul would read that and then like, this is this really happy like sappy expression would go across his face. And then, and then after a moment, like the like the embarrassed cringe expression, and then the sappy expression again, and then just be like, hold the letter a little bit, and then just kind of um lie up in bed and probably like put a sheet around them because they're like only wearing pants at the moment. <laughs> and yeah, and they just um greet Savior when she comes back. <laughs> Start getting ready for the day. You're awake. Oh yes, I am. Um, I just woke up. I uh, I saw the note you left. Uh, that's very sweet of you to check up on everyone. Uh, are they all oh. okay? Oh well. Ah, uh, Conrad seems to be as good as Conrad ever is. Ah, uh, considering he was in a a state of dress that he finds preferable i assume um and uh beatrice is um well certain things about this situation are not particularly great for her um certain issues may be arising she may or may not bring them up with the group so i won't go into too much detail but uh i think she is both more energized and also more messed up than she has potentially ever been so that is something to be aware of i think oh, definitely yes that's very concerning for beatrice and also a little bit for us and if I'm honest, I, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm sure we'll be okay, and hopefully she will too. Yes, yes, I'm certain it will all be uh, fine, you know, in the end. <sighs> we always seem to be at least mostly fine in the end, so that is all we can hope for. Really. Yes, yes, that's true. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure we'll all be able to do this and get through safe. Mm. <laughs> he puts on like a bit of his like earlier demeanor. Now you sound like. 
<laughs> well, now you're beginning to sound like Kubazan. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, sorry, was that... Um, I don't know. Um, do you prefer me that way? No, <laughs> of course not. I prefer you however you are. Sorry, that was a, that's a silly question. Um, thank you. <laughs> Look, it, I know the circumstances under which this, and she kind of flaps between the two of them, happened were not um, ideal, but I meant what I said in that weird little floating disc room. As long as you were still you, it, then I am still me, and we can be us, can we not? Yes, I, I would hope so. That is a great relief to hear. And yes, of course, um, I still feel the same way. Oh, good. Because I rather liked you well before Kubazan, so... Um, oh, that's... Um, mm, pretend I didn't say that. Um, it, yes. <laughs> good. No, no, I, I'm happy for you to continue. Um, <clears throat> no, thank you. Thank you for using <laughs> my worries there. <laughs> Full is just like intensely uncomfortable, as he usually is, <laughs> at this conversation. But, um, just kind of, um, like hops out of bed with like the blanket wrapped around his shoulders and just like well then um shall we get on for uh, with another day i think uh oh it looks like we're, we're going our next date is going to be in hell as opposed to um in some strange lich temple yes no we certainly are a uh really choosing some memorable places to tell the grandchildren. Not that I think we'll, um, hmm, immediate panic. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, yes, yes, I think we're going to be a story for the ages. Yes. I didn't know how romance yeah. works, but I Although don't think this is typical. Mm. Well, neither do I, but it certainly, uh, most great romance stories don't tend to involve one of them having a very shirtless brother around all the time, but, or an angry bird lesbian. <laughs> but I can only assume that will just make us all the more memorable. Yes, yes, that's true. Uh, hmm. Would be an odd story to read. Well, um, yes. yes, hopefully Mordenkainen can get the whole general shirtless situation sorted out. Oh, it would be nice. Yes, certainly. 
Yes, if we don't do something about it soon, I'll be in naught but rags. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, yes, yes, well, if there's anything else I need to mend for you, uh, I can do so, but yes. I myself am not in a state where anything is very mendable. Also, I think uh, mm. if we just do my glasses and my jewellery, I'll be fine. Those are the only things I... I do not know if Mordenkainen can fabricate my prescription, so... <laughs> That's a good point. He kind of, like, gently reaches out. Um, yeah, definitely kind of, like, touch, like, the frame of her glasses. And uh, is she wearing earrings? Yeah, she is, isn't she? She has one in her right ear. Ah, oh, nice. And, yeah, I gently touch an earring and the glasses and just, like, after a slight... Uh, glow, I imagine. Um, yeah, they, they go back into order. Yeah, so it was, um, hmm. I also seem to have lost our uh, friendship bracelets in the fire. Although I guess maybe we're, well, we're still friends. Oh, we can probably thieve from Mordenkainen again. Although it is a shame to lose yeah. uh, the other one. We certainly could. Yes, yes. I guess that's a plan. Yes, well. We are certainly friends regardless of the status of the bracelets. And I'm, I'm sure the friend who made you the other one will be happy that you remember them, if nothing else. Yes, that's true. It's a, it's a shame to not have anything physical of his anymore, but yes, yes, uh, I'm sure the memories won't fade. Of course not. Uh, Let's go than, get breakfast. And she reaches out briskly, from her own little babushka cloak and grabs yeah. his hand. Mordenkainen more brisket, briskly is like walking around, pacing around, and he said, and he says just casually to Paul, um, if you can show me the design. Might not be the original, but we can put that into the fabricate before walking away. Oh, I'm feeling a lot of conflicted emotions right now. <laughs> he has a passive perception of 24. <laughs> can hear through doors. <laughs> How long was he listening? And also like... Ugh, and you hear, you hear him shout back, I just happened to hear that bit as I was walking past. He's not doing a lot to redeem himself in that particular regard, but that is very kind of him. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to mend the bridge between you, you know? Maybe he's trying to hold something over me. <laughs> Fall! <laughs> Fall, darling, I highly doubt that. I mean, you're probably right, but... Oh, he makes me so angry. Celia <laughs> <laughs> right. just holds their hand and takes them down to breakfast right. in their little blankets. So, yeah, so eventually... Uh, well... That's the thing. What does what does Conrad do? Because he he asks Sevia to get Mordenkainen to conjure up some clothes. 
Oops. Oh, so Conrad comes downstairs. He's just he's shirtless. He's just wearing his leather pants. He just he just looks very smug. <laughs> and then just like, <laughs> like Ah, that's where you're having that breakfast. Excellent. Is there a chair? <laughs> I just imagine yeah, Sevia's in to fall. Is there a chair next to Sevia on the other side? Conrad sits there. <laughs> and then just immediately just like grabs uh, something of whatever Sevia's been eating, eats that, and then grabs something else. <laughs> and sees to it. Yeah. Runs in good see- spirits today, I see. Yes, I was just about to say you appear to be in rather good spirits, comrade. I'm so sorry I forgot to send Mordenkainen up to you first. Uh, I got rather distracted. He looks between Sevier and Forley. I can only understand. Please do not elaborate. I have no interest in that. As you both should probably recall, we need to get to the tower before I can actually create the clothes. Remember? Ah... I do not Excellent. have supplies to convert into clothes for the fabricate spell on my person. Good. Well, I suppose we'll have to get used to this then. I wasn't expecting to run into four adventurers in rags. This Beatrice sort of wanders in. It's like, oh, I'm not too bad. No, no, no. Magic armor, I take it. Yes. Tends to hold up fairly well. Of course. And it wasn't our intention to be walking around half naked. It is rarely anyone's intention to walk around half naked. It's just something that happens sometimes. Depends on the occasion. He gives you a look. (laughs) Just of, like... Not information I needed to know about you, but (laughs) let's move on. (laughs) Well, if you're going to eavesdrop on people, you're going (laughs) to... It kind of just gives like a try the old man kind of little little bratty look on his face. (laughs) He just continues to eat quickly. He's probably like, ah, we've probably got to keep going. Mm. (laughs) Well, so is this half very far again? It shouldn't be. However... There is a strange thing with distance in hell. It's not always consistent. But, with any luck, we should be only a few, uh, maybe an hour or two from Mad Maggie's, where we can procure an infernal machine that should greatly expedite our travel. Oh, that's that's good news then. So, has anyone got anything before to sort out before they need to travel? Savia, got all your spells prepared. Armor up. Uh, uh, armor now, really? We're in hell. You've got to expect that something might attack you at any given moment. We're being pulled into hell. We're in hell, in a literal war zone, in actual hell. The blood war is all around us. 
the most fearsome, dangerous war in the entire cosmos. You need armor up. Well, you didn't have to press the point, she says as she casts mage armor on herself. All right. Um, I'm about ready. I'll just put on what remains of my armor and I'll be good to go. All right. The suitcase altogether. I don't have the heart to open it yet to see what else is disintegrated. So I'll be ready to go as soon as possible. Beatrice, four. Yes, yes, I'm ready. Um, at least my uh, staff is safe. <laughs> Fire and such. Ah, uh, yes. Always so, ready. All right. Um, and so you start. You start to head off. Um, on the way out, Mordenkainen will uh, cordon off Sevia quickly and hand her a tome. Um. I, I've had my use for this. Um, you might find it enlightening. I have things for the others when we get to the tower, but I had this on my person. Just... Really? One of your books? Oh. Don't get too excited. It's not a spell book. But it might be a uh, oh, uh, but might be quite enlightening, shall we say? Just don't take too long to read it when you start. And oh, no, no, no! Of course not. I'll read it as fast as I can. All right. So, um. It is going to take you collectively, well, it's going to take you uh, three hours to get to uh, Mad Maggie's. Uh, to... So, for each of those three hours of travel, um, can I get everyone, to except for Conrad, to start rolling me constitution saving throws? So, after the first uh, hour... So, what, what are the con saves for the first hour? Sevia? Um, I... Do you have my modifiers up, Darby? Uh, yes. Your modifier is plus two. Plus two. Okay, so... Uh, for the first hour, that's a 13. All right, that is fine. Beatrice? Does this have something to do with breathing? No. No? This is the, the, the act of trying to travel over land for most creatures is very uh, difficult in hell uh, because of the kind of oppressive atmosphere around. So that's 22. Okay, four. I rolled a net one. That's three. Oh. Four really struggles with constitution. Yeah. So four, 
uh, you suffer for the first hour of travel one point of exhaustion. Second hour. Can I get everyone except Conrad to make me a second constitution saving throw? I pre-rolled all of mine. Yep. The second was a nat one, making it a three. Oh, so take a, um, yeah, a point of exhaustion. So nauseatingly, like, couples, like, just try and match each other all the time. Like, oh. <laughs> it's just disgusting, right? <laughs> Babe, you didn't need to. Mordenkainen rolled a natural 20 on that one for reference. He's probably just being insufferable, like, oh, nice weather today. <laughs> 18. No. 18, okay. And four? 18. All right. And the third Amen, one, Conrad, I guess. <laughs> as you are reaching... Um, Six. <laughs> All right. Four. Eight. So, and Beatrice. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. So Sevia and Paul are both quite exhausted by this trek. Um. So is this is it like the the heat? Is like the sun very high? Have I got have I got sunburn? There is. <laughs> is what the, I'd like to know. Um. No, it doesn't seem to be affecting you as much, Conrad. Ah, interesting. So kind of like, yeah, it's like making his way across very, very confidently. Um, he seems to be like getting a bit more put out now that he's having like a longer pacing, but he's gotten so used to walking for such long amounts of times in, in Barovia mm. that he seems to be pretty capable with it. Um, he's got his like suitcase strapped to yeah. his back and like the stupid strapping. I will also note as well, um, like even when he was sitting at like breakfast, he like still looks like Connor. He just looks a little bit less healthy, I suppose. Even though he seems to be doing this quite well, I'd say he like not as bad as he does when he uses that strange temporary hit point um, feature. Mm. But he just looks a little bit more sickly, I guess. But okay. he seems to be taking great. Yeah, <laughs> sucks to be fallen severe. So yeah, so for reference, fallen severe, you have disadvantage on ability checks, and your speed is halved. I think I'd say, yeah, because, like, Full is, like, a tiefling, so he has, um, he's, like, the heat doesn't feel as bad to him. But I would say, like, he's quite, he's probably a little bit underweight um, all through the campaign. Um, so that's probably, like, yeah, his body is not, like, modulating temperature, right? And so he's just, like, really struggling and it's taking a bit more of an effect on him. I think, in general, Seavey is a wimpy little wizard <laughs> uh, <laughs> who... Uh, got really worried about her modesty uh, now that her clothes have continued to disintegrate and <laughs> she's like still wrapped in a blanket. So she's carrying a blanket for this whole thing and she refuses to get rid of it. Uh. Um, and she's also just constantly worried about fall. So she probably is not doing her best right now. All right. So, as you arrive at your initial destination, a fortified compound sits atop a low plateau that rises out of a crater-pocked landscape. At the center of the compound is a hill of rust, uh, rust-colored stone that resembles a hand clawing out of the ground with gaps between the fingers. A jagged wall made of rock, Bones and metal debris surrounds this hand-shaped hill. 
Other highlights visible from the distance include a gatehouse, atop which stands a half dozen small figures on watch. As you are gestured to enter the fort, um, you see an area enclosed by the ramparts, littered with trash and mechanical parts. Some put together in a way that resemble a vehicle. Ramshackle structures built from the same junk as the outer wall provide shelter. A platoon of small fey creatures mill about, all looking like feral gnomes. Several of them sport tall red caps, some of which drip with vile ichor. A pair of kenku examine one of the strange vehicles, chattering to each other in high-pitched squawks. These kenku carry an assortment of strange tools. When they see you, they turn and stare. One of the kenku waves in your direction, as if telling you to remain where you are. What a deal! Patience is a virtue. Can't keep the boss waiting. He runs off into one of the trash structures. Moments later, he returns, leading a tall creature wearing a long, tattered shift covered in mud, blood, mold, and worse. The hag's eyes seem to move independently of each other as she approaches, her straggly brown hair hanging in front of them. Resting on each shoulder are red-eyed ravens that scrutinize your group. Behind her, a hulking creature built of disparate fiendish parts trudges, moaning and hopping as it walks. Then, both of the hag's eyes focus keenly on your group. My goodness. What an interesting bunch you are. Hail and well met. Greetings. Young one. Modern Kaiden, is this the person we are looking for? This is the one person who will sell us, potentially, uh, these infernal machines. Ah, so you come looking for a machine to traverse the weights of Avernus. <laughs> You'll come to the right place if you have the price. What is the price? What you got? And what Pardon? do you want? Oh, well, I mean, I have a considerable amount of money. Um, and um, we have plenty between us, I'm certain, that we can uh, use to find something to traverse the land so we can um, progress further. Money? Yes. What kind? Uh, gold. Largely. Oh. I mean, I'll take it if you've got enough of it, but I would have much preferred soul coins. Soul coins? What yes. are those? They are the going currency here in Avernus. One who controls the coin controls the soul inside. Oh, I see. They are used for a great deal of things. 
trade for fuel for these machines. Oh, and for interesting. Knowledge of the soul within. <laughs> So they're bartered. That is how you obtain them? Yes, I do have some in my collection that I might be willing to part with for the right price. After all, if you're buying a machine, you will likely need them for fuel. Soul fuel. Hmm. I'm sorry, are you telling us that these... Vehicles are powered by souls. Yes. <laughs> it's the most I... efficient form of fuel there is here in hell. Personally, I assume there's probably something that could be made out of sulfur, uh, potentially brimstone. Uh, I, we are in literal hell, I guess. Um, Certainly makes sense. They do not have use for one in living, so might as well have use for some in death. Interesting. Probably looks quite contemplative. Sylvia looks quite horrified. As does Paul. So, uh, it, uh, if I may divorce myself from the ideals of where I am from, what is the conversion rate of a soul? Do souls have different worths? If we give you ten gold, is that one soul? This opens a, a can of moralistic possibilities I did not think we were going to encounter today. Uh... No. Especially with someone like you, when she looks at Morden Kind and remembering the time he told me he called him us the party morally bad, quantifiably. <laughs> he lives in soul country, where you put souls in cars. He's, he said, actually, just, he has message, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> he, has, he has message. Uh, yes. Yeah, so he's, he's going to send this quick message to you and say, don't worry about it on the fuel perspective. I, I have um, worked out a workaround. Well, I would bloody well hope so, Morton Cunning. You're meant to be the smartest man alive, and apparently you live in a state where people cram souls into containers and turn that into propulsion. She says back via <laughs> He casts it again and says, I am not here by choice. My... Dial was taken from my tower. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, um, we are already in the possession of uh, enough soul coins to get us where we want. Uh, but no more than that. We, we unfortunately cannot spend uh, any on this machine. It's going to be a deception. Uh, hmm. What? It, hmm. Hmm. Would he have. Does he have anything to bolster that? He does oh. not. Uh oh. He does not. 
What did he roll, Darby? I rolled a four plus a four is eight. <laughs> so let's see if Mad Maggie. Gonna fall apart the first hurdle, baby. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Um, yeah, no, she she looks at him. It's like I'm sure you have your reasons for being so coy with me. <laughs> Woo! Well, let's say I. I could part with uh, a machine for gold, but that's just so passe. This is hell. If I'm going to part with a machine or coins for gold, this is going to be hard for me to move that on, isn't it? Uh, it's not exactly the going currency here. So, so, what? You offer me any treasures, any favors, any magic, particularly of the dark variety. She says with a crazed stare in her eyes, looking pointedly at you, Conrad. <laughs> Conrad was looking quite uncomfortable <laughs> at her demeanor. Um, and kind of like just crosses his arms over himself a little bit more um in a manner that he, he didn't before um he kind of like looks around and like you barter in magic dark magic i barter in all magic but dark is a lot more fun wouldn't you agree <laughs> oh my gosh I don't think you guys have seen Corrid as like actively uncomfortable before, but he is <laughs> like sweating. <laughs> um, and like, yes. Well, I'm certain it would be. Um, do you know much of it? What use do you have for it? Oh, magic. Your magic user. I, I have magical abilities of my own. But. I don't doubt that. But I would be very interested in your magic. <laughs> Crow just like shoots a, a shoots a very like look at the, at the um, instinctively at Beatrice first. Um, Actually, you know, if you're not sure of what you can do for me now, let's let's call it an IOU at some point in the future. I will call upon your magic. Upon my magic? Yes. In exchange for what? Well, what will you give me? Well, you could have an infernal war machine, or I have a great many treasures that you could claim from. I see. Um, are you sure you don't want to uh, have the gold? I mean, apart from like a selling purpose. It, it is boring. But they could, like, melt it and then, like, boil people in it and such. Wouldn't that be fun? I could boil people in ichor and watch as they transform before they die. But gold is so much more dazzling. 
but it is boring. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many mortals try to offer up gold to demons and devils and angels and arcanaloths and all the people that they try to make deals with? It's boring. Sure, it has value. But value yes. alone isn't enough. I suppose so. Um, uh, mm, um, hmm. uh, I suppose I could teach you a spell that, 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 that can take the sight from someone's eyes. Passe, I know that. Uh, okay. Um, See? I mean... And, and you, you watch as, like, the, the monster behind her just is... Ooh. Just looking around as if it's it's it cannot see. Oh, <laughs> just, it's oh, lost its bearings. Oh, great! I don't actually know that spell. I know darkness. Um. Hmm. Um, <laughs> madam. Yes. Oh gosh. Um. If if your heart is not, uh, you seem to be quite set on magic, but you did say before you also deal in our knowledge. Ooh, knowledge is good. Knowledge is always good. Uh, yeah, I imagine she's looming over Sevia, who's very small. Uh, yes, well, uh, one thing we can offer you uh, in place of our magic may have is uh, we have many books, uh, I mean books, from a different plane of existence with their foreign vampire knowledge. Ha! <laughs> Roll me a persuasion check. At disadvantage. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, because because oh, you're exhausted. Yep. I hope you can. Do you have my modifier, please? Uh, <laughs> it is uh, that's, that's persuasion a is a plus one. Six. <laughs> well, depending on how many books, I might be able to part with something for it, but definitely not a war machine. Oh, uh, what about the fact that I have a thousand books? Ooh. Again, interesting, but not War Machine interesting. Oh, what about if one of them used to be a spell book? That might go some of the way. Okay. What if one of them was a spellbook that used to belong to a very scary vampire? Sevius <laughs> going yes. a bit loopy from the heat. <laughs> a great dangerous vampire from another another plane, Ooh. who kept his his scary spells all in this book. And she pulls out from the little like harness that she wears a uh, Strad's diary, and she tries we to like, do a little flourish. We gave that to the looky like. I'm pretty sure. Where's the looky like? <laughs> yeah, it just got left back in the back in the other plane. Yeah, we don't have that book, you're right. <laughs> oh no, I okay, don't have Strad's diary. Sevia <laughs> goes to reach for Strad's diary, and then is like the looky like. Oh would, no, the looky like would be with uh, with Exley, uh, Dragon Bait, and Artis. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. 
Cecilia like realizes she doesn't have the book and is like, what? And then remembers and goes, oh no. And instead pulls out the arcane grimoire and is like, ooh, <laughs> with that instead. <laughs> yes, it is interesting. It would be a start on something. Maybe the war machine. Maybe something else, if you so desire. Good. Well, we can put that in the pile. That means we maybe, and she does look at Conrad, don't have to give her magic. Yes, yes. That sounds great. Paul is also kind of like standing in front of Conrad. <laughs> okay. Beatrice sort of pipes up from the back. I don't really have magic, but I have. Um, have you ever heard of such a thing as an alchemy jug? I have. They are basic. Fair enough. Oh, Sylvia, like, gets a look on her face. And then sends a message to Beatrice uh, with message and goes, don't you have a hellfire dagger? Offer that. We don't need it. All we do is send them back here anyway. Beatrice ignores her, leaves her on red. That's, that's Beatrice, <laughs> Beatrice just sort of sighs. Mordenkainen's going to say, I have a pair of wands, one of fear and one of winter, that I can put towards the price. Now we're getting closer. <laughs> but I might just need one more thing to sweeten the pot. I have some slightly thinned fifth level spell scrolls. I can't remember what they're for. If they're revival, I will not give them away. They are not revival. Okay, yeah. Yes, here we go. All right. I'm not good enough to do them. All right. Um, yeah, and, and she takes us. All right. Well, I will show you your brand new war machine. Well, I won't show you. Chucker and Clonquil. Um, and yeah, the two, uh, the two Kenku kind of chirp up and, uh, and gesture you towards like a back door. Excellent. Glad to do business with you. Of course. Um, and as, as you are heading outside, you feel, um, something drop into your, what do you have? You have, you have a, do you have a backpack or a, a oh, Conrad, Conrad, yeah. Conrad has like a bunch of like, he's got some little hip bags and he's got like a suitcase okay. basically like strapped to his back, like a backpack. So, so Maggie slips a stone into your backpack. If you want to talk, 
You have my sending stone. <laughs> Karad like flushes very red. Looks very uncomfortable. It's like I'll consider that. Thank you. Um, pleasure meeting you, uh, Madame Maggie. Uh, hmm. I will go and peruse the vehicle now, uh, as you call it. <laughs> he like her strides off very quickly. All right. Um, <laughs> sweating. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah. So. You are guided out by Chucker and Clonk, um, two Kenku who, yeah, who are um, inventors of sorts, um, and they lead you out to a uh, a sizable vehicle. Um, I will see if I can find a good image of it. So, um, you are probably given for the amount that you got, I, uh, you are probably given a, hmm, a scavenger. So, scavenger, uh, handles much like a small bus it is used to sift through battle detritus for scrap metal and other materials worth salvaging. Uh, attached to the back of the vehicle is a swinging crane with an iron grappling claw fastened to the end of a winch and a 50 foot long chain. Um. Alright. So. Now. Good worry, Sylvia. Uh, and Fall and Beatrice is probably concerned too. I don't imagine Conrad is too concerned one way or the other. I do have an alternative to soul coins. Um, I wasn't worried. That's very good to hear. Uh, sufficiently powerful magic will, will fuel it. Uh, it's just... Uh, has to be sufficiently powerful. Um, but... This is the machine that we are to have. At least it's on the uh, more moderate side. We should all be able to fit in there. But uh, it's not so big as to be an incredible drain on resources. Um, good, good. None of us have ever seen a bus before, have we? Nope. <laughs> this is like the train all over again. <laughs> Beatrice looks a little like concerned, but she's been almost sort of like is excitement mm -hmm. since like from when everyone walked into the compound and saw the Kenkus. Like there's just this aura coming off Beatrice. But she's just a little, little excited. <laughs> All right. What a marvelous, what a marvelous invention. Quiet. It's like the train, but small and with the claw on yes. it. So I've just shared an image. At oh. least it isn't wood and electricity. I didn't like that. 
Yes, this one's all it looks like a giant bug actually. Spiky. Who knows? I mean, it might be um maybe uh the Eberron train was also powered by souls. <sighs> Who knows which is the truth? That is so blasphemous, honestly. <laughs> but wasn't that one powered by um electricity? I mean, surely they could work out something with this. I mean, the uh, magic either way. True, and we are once again in hell. So I don't know why I keep expecting things when even when we weren't in hell, things just whoosh were bad. Ah. Hmm. But this is rather a feat of engineering. Indeed. Did you two build it? Repair. I, sorry about my brother. Yeah, not so clever with his uh, associated phrases. That is fair. They are hard. Yes, it is. Uh, he didn't hear too much before uh, we were we were brought here, so he hasn't got that much in the way to uh, to shape his own sentences. So yes. you haven't always been here. And, um, no, our, uh, you see that city over there in the sky, quite a way away from here. But um, what hap- what is happening to that city now? That once happened to our city. The same sort of thing happened to my home. Yes. Sariel has her... uh, Has her plans. I do not know what they are, but I have heard that she has her plans. And that it needs those cities. Or at least the people in them. And... Who knows? Maybe they're bringing us these gateways. I do not know. Do you know anything else of uh, Zaria? I know that she was... Uh, she was brought here to fight. Uh, to... to destroy the devils and the demons, but she was corrupted by this place, that she fell, and in doing so became the archdevil of this level of hell. That is very interesting. She she favors she favors the Aranier as well as the angels who fell with her. But uh, beyond that, uh, it is hard to know anything for certain in these parts. Unless you have a run-in with her yourself, and unless you are a very powerful devil, you do not want to have a run-in with her yourself. 
Beatrice just sort of quirks an eyebrow at that. <laughs> so, uh, the scavenger, the scavenger, this, this, uh, this wonderful little machine, uh, is, is very, very tough to hit. It is, it is, uh, not, well, it is not our toughest here, but it is, it's better than, uh, it's better than a demon grinder, shall we say. Uh, but uh, we have uh, it. It is it. It can take a few hits. Uh, it won't. It won't be affected by fire or poison or, of course, psychic. It doesn't have a brain, so it can't be affected by psychic uh, forces. Uh, it has uh, special wheels that can uh, crush any creature uh, that is uh, small enough to get caught under it, and. And Conrad suddenly looks very like turns around like ooh. It is all it is all uh, magically imbued uh, to make sure that it has proper offensive capabilities, even against uh, the most powerful creatures here. Although it might not stand up too long against them, unless you have your own uh, your own strength and abilities to uh, reinforce that. Uh. You you need to be careful. It cannot uh, right itself if it gets knocked upside down. Uh, but beyond that, it uh, it has it has the claw on the back for weapons, uh, and it has uh, a couple of harpoon flingers as well for a bit of a ranged uh, range strike if you need that as well. So very very basic, but uh, but tough little machine here. And when I make that sound with my mouth, it, it should be noted that as a Kenku, the noise is both coming diegetically from the war machine as well as from the Kenku's mouth simultaneously. That's very cool. <laughs> uh, great. So are we going to run into a lot of things that want to kill it? Well, it depends on where you go and who you run into. Um, oh, that's the other thing. It goes, uh, it, it goes quite fast. Quite fast. It is capable of incredible, incredible speeds. Uh, it can go about a hundred feet every six seconds. My word, that is impressive, or incredible, as you say. So, so it, it uh, yes, it can, uh... Fall can go 90 feet every six seconds, so it's slightly faster than fall. So, uh, so that, that is, uh... That is, it goes, it goes about 11 miles per hour. Um, excellent. Um, important question. Yes. Where, where's the door? How do I get in? Um, so you see almost like, um. <laughs> it looks like a little slate above. Yeah, there's like, there's like a hatch on top of it. Oh, nice. that That comes up and... And you can all jump in from there. Oh, good, good. That that is very helpful. And and yes, it uh, it 
has a capacity of up to eight creatures in here. So, plenty of space for the five of you. And even if you pick up some stragglers along the way. Hmm. Should be fun. We don't tend to pick up stragglers for long before they leave. So it should be good. Do you have any further questions? I don't. And Carol will turn to look over the um machine. He's kind of, kind of like looking at like, well, especially when they're talking about like, oh, I can run over small things. He's like, he's look very carefully inspecting the tread and trying to equate it probably in his brain to like, hmm, like a horse trampling. Hmm. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> That's what he'll do. <laughs> um, is there, oh, uh, I'm trying to think, like, if I was someone who's never seen a car before, what would I think? So you've seen uh, you've seen carts, carts. Yes, yes, that's different. So this um, looks like basically very similar to like a horse-drawn cart without the horses. So um, I do not wish to sound obtuse. Uh, are you sorry? Are you? Uh, Chugga or Klonk? I am uh, Chugga. Chugga. Yes. Lovely to meet you. I'm Sevia. Um, A pleasure. Uh, 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 not to sound silly, I know how wheels work. How do the wheels propel? Is the, I know it's fueled by souls, but is, is, is there like a, a key, a lock, a... Some kind of thing we feed the souls into? There is a, uh, a furnace that will accept any energy being used uh, within within the thing. It is it does not produce an incredible heat like a, a fire furnace, but uh, it's it's a close approximation to call it a furnace. Um, from there, you have uh, your your propulsion system that will that you can use to steer. You can use to. Uh, to navigate, and it uh, goes through to chains, and when it is uh, on, through magical means, those chains will, will move around and rotate the wheels. My goodness, you really do have everything sorted out down here. Um, uh, yes, that really was my only question. You've built, repaired, you said, quite the machine. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. They are very, very, uh, very handy machines to have down here. I can imagine. Have you been down here long? Oh, about a decade. A decade? It's hard to tell precisely down here because time doesn't exactly pass. Uh, well, it passes in the same way as it does in other places. It just doesn't appear to pass in the same way as other places. Right. Are you... Do creatures not age here? Well, creatures such as my brother and myself do. But, um... But uh, many of the infernal fiends 
If they're aging, they're aging incredibly slowly. Oh. Well, that does make sense, and yet I had not considered it. Uh, thank you. Uh, do they pull down cities often? If I may ask? I... Not clearly these are all cities from different planes to mine, but I feel like I would have heard if they had pulled cities down where I'm from. It's not... Not too frequently. Um, it happens uh, with enough regularity that you notice down here, but not so frequently as, as it being like... It's, it's not like it's an everyday occurrence. Like, it is once every so often. As right. I said, hard to gauge exactly how often with how the perception of time is down here. Yes, of, of it's course. Truly nightmarish. Well, that is quite succinct on your behalf. Yes, there we are. Uh, good. Uh, not good. Uh, nightmarish. But um, uh, your use of wordplay is uh, good. Um, I... I'm going to go investigate the car. I think the heat is getting to my head. Um, thank you for your service. And she's going to scurry off and also look at the vehicle. All right. But she is looking at, like, probably just being like, what is it made of? And all that kind of stuff. Unlike Conrad, who's examining it for crushability. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Like, it's made out of some sort of metal. Um you probably don't have the experience in metalworking to really understand, like, even be able to hazard a guess, especially in your somewhat exhausted state. Yep. Um, she she could probably remember where in the library back in Durham all the books on metalsmithing are, but she can't yeah. get to them. So nope. she's just like, hmm, yes, that short is clunk, clunk, metal. <laughs> And she's probably also getting in Conrad's way because she's too, like, tired and out of sorts to, like, notice when he's right next to her and then, like, so sorry, and then, like, move. He's just, like, loudly sighing. <laughs> <laughs> they just go around and around and around. <laughs> or just, like, thank the Kenkus and then just try to, like, clamber on top of it to see, peek in. All right. So, um, yeah, so as, as you're... You're all kind of investigating. Um, who's going to be the person who's going to attempt to drive this thing? Does anyone have proficiency in land vehicles? No. I don't believe so. I don't think so, but let me check. <laughs> Are we all just going to be like, more than kind? <laughs> We're all going to be gays. Just morning kind of the bus driver. Campaign canned. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah. get Bertie in. Just, It'll just be fine. Morning kind is going to be the bus driver, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we're all just the kids all right. in the back. All right. Uh, who has a ring pop? <laughs> be a no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, are we ready to get going? Yes. Is it safe? We'll. You know, you know how to operate this? Well enough. Encouraging. I will have to assume it's like a well-broken-in horse, then. Oh, sort of. 
We shall find out, I suppose. Uh, mm. Um, and Cora kind of like hunkers down. Um, <laughs> are there like seats in there? Uh, I I would say yes. Yeah, there are <laughs> there are seats. There are battle stations. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he kind of like sits down. He like he he's been like looking over the like the interior, and he'll just kind of like sit down. Um. Yeah. And just like with his back up against the wall, and just be like, oh. <laughs> look up at the ceiling. Um, <laughs> yeah, there All we right. go. All right. Um, then, yeah, uh, so Mordenkainen's gonna make a check to see if he can work out how to drive this thing. Don't worry, he does have a plus eight to intelligence, so. <laughs> Don't whiff it. So that's a dirty 20. So. Oh, you you see him expend a uh, expend some magical energy into the uh, the arcane furnace, and it begins to <laughs> and roar to life. Um, and Mordenkainen slowly at first, and then. Uh, gradually accelerating out, heads out of Fort Knucklebone and heads off towards uh, his tower. Uh, can everyone roll me a perception check, please? Um, that is a four. On my dice, I don't have my modifier on me. Um, 24. 26. Also 26. 26. Uh, so your modifier for perception, Sevier, is plus two. Uh, seven, 16, then. Alright. So with that, you're all able to see uh, these, these other. Uh, similar infernal war machines um, coming up over the horizon. Um, And they seem to be heading towards you and they seem not to be diverting their path. And that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Ooh. Oh, okay. Mad Max time. <laughs> See you yeah. everyone. Thanks Mad Max nice chicken. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Mad Max. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.